Okay, let's, okay. All right. Hi, everybody. This is time number three, but I think we did it. Uh, let's try again. My name's Nicole. I am the middle school youth minister here at St. Craig's. Uh, I handle all the middle, middle, middle school stuff and other stuff, which we can talk about. But um, I'm kind of holding the roost here at St. Craig's. Uh, I have the, what's it called, computer. And we're going to do a little chat with, with Adam, my counterpart. So, uh, Adam, say hi. Hey, we're back. And we are in it to win it. Hopefully. So, yes, I am excited to be uh, here, part of Coffee Talk. This is going to be good. Um, we've got Nicole kind of on the, uh, what do we want to call it? The uh, um, uh, the host, the hostess with the mostess. And right now I am. Uh, son. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe. I believe. So here we are. We're back in. Two people are watching, which is great. Yes. And we got the audio figured out which is great news um so I'm oh tapping. teresa can hear me okay i exist yes hey teresa so um what we're going to talk about today is really just ministry life and how things have changed and we'll probably have some um some tips in here mm-hmm. a little bit of uh you know like what can what do we do as ministers learning and how are we taking advantage of this time um, we broke into a little bit of this with the coffee talk that we had with jesse and sarah mm-hmm. um last week and uh, we're going to kind of kind of continue the discussion here a little bit and we're going to bat it around so if you guys have any questions uh if you guys want any tips if you guys want uh want to know what kind of socks we're wearing let us know it's going to be awesome and we're going to try this thing from from home. So, or at least I'm at home. Nicole's in the dusty studio. You know, actually, it's mu- I'm not going to lie. It's much nicer on stage. Because, like, the studio downstairs was great, but it was very, like, claustrophobic feeling. But this is very, like, open. It's dusty. Not going to lie. But it's open. <sighs> yeah, the dust was killing me. You know, I, I spent, like, two days working on the stage. And um, my sinuses went bonkers. That's like, kill you. Literally blew up, and my sinuses died. They died. I feel like if they died, that'd be good, because then you wouldn't have problems. Well, catch me outside. How about that? I do have a catch me outside. How about that button? No, you don't. On Ecamm, I do. Yeah, you go over to uh, overlays. Over. And you just oh, tap that. that. <laughs> overlays. There are no- yeah, you know it doesn't matter. Applause. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's fun. That's fun. Like- that's fun. Anyways, all right. So let's talk about uh, ministry life. Yeah. Now, uh, things are definitely different. Nicole, how are they different for you? So, I remember when this all started happening. I- I, I Well, first off, it was crazy because it was literally like the Friday before eighth grade lock-in was supposed to happen. So I had to unfortunately like postpone that event. And that was kind of a hit to me and to the kids that were supposed to come. But like in that moment of realizing we're probably not going to have kids here in the building, we I had to kind of think about other ways of still ministering to the kids without having them physically in the building. And that's kind of when 
my brain <laughs> started thinking, um, it, which is sometimes dangerous, but it's, I, I like to say it's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I literally remember driving into St. Greg's and I was like, I'm not going to let this ministry fall apart. Ah, we're going to do YouTube live. <laughs> and I had to kind of rethink about, you know, creating ministry through YouTube live and how we were going to still keep ministry happening. Um, through an online platform. And it causes me to think in a very, very different way. I never thought that I have to think of technology so much like I do. I, I knew technology, like I've known technology. If you guys don't know, I actually worked on a Geek Squad. It was kind of fun. It was called Smart Squad because you were smart, but whatever. Um, but I never knew like the ins and outs of like live streaming on YouTube and all the cameras that are involved and programs and stuff like that. And as time has come on, I've become more and more proficient in how do you change video things and how do you change settings in studios and how do you sense change um, cameras and things like that that I never thought I'd be thinking of in a way to make the quality good enough to still minister to the kids and have them engage with what's going on. Um, and I've, I've found now that, you know, we've been doing it for a few weeks, we've gotten much better at it and I've had to research thought I'd had to research like how to change settings in OBS studios and cameras and technology and you know it, it's I have to think in a completely different way and you'd think that not having kids here would make ministry easier but I think it actually I don't want to say harder but makes it quite different because you still are bring to kids and to people but you have to engage with them in way like I'm not managing children I'm managing technology True. Well, um, yeah, it certainly makes things a lot different. Um, as things started winding down on the light. Everyone okay? Something just fell on the other side of the wall here. Did you check on that? I don't know. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> I didn't hear a scream, so I think we're okay. <laughs> if you have to uh, strapped, it's fine. The joys of working from home. Um, so the, uh, yeah, I think we were kind of in the same boat of trying to figure out all right, how does ministry continue? Because the option that wasn't on the table was uh, letting ministry just die, okay. right? Um, because, you know, that's not what we do. That was the first and, thought that came into my head when this all hit. I was like, ministry cannot die. God yeah, and the, where people were. And, and that's that's not something that um, I think was ever really in the cards. And as as this kind of unfolded, um, the question became, all right, how do we do this? And the, the platforms that we already had became kind of a um, like an easy end, like with Instagram, you know, talking about, all right, how, how do we just get uh, use what we have? You know, we have the two accounts. We have the young adult. We have the youth side. And we just started burrowing in kind of instantly with that and especially it was the same weekend that you had the eighth grade lock-in that everything started um kind of folding in a little bit of all right we have to take what's happening right now and we have to adapt and move you know so i think separately because i i remember when you came into the office you know i i'm sitting there i'm already kind of brainstorming some things we're like we have to we got to move. It's like, yeah, all right, let's, I'm sorry. I was let's do it. You know? about it. I was just like, let's go. Yeah. And my, my biggest 
thing was like, all right, how do we do this? So for, for side work that I do, I, I do um, this coaching stuff, right? And so Zoom has been on my, my palette for a while. Like I've been working with other coaches and clients on that. And so that was kind of a format that I was thinking like, yeah, maybe we can use this in some way. But mm-hmm. with ministry, it's it's tough to do because um, when you're looking at Zoom and you're just having the conversations, you know, you have kind of just one format, right? It's just a talking head, mm-hmm. you know, Um and so when you were talking about taking edge and doing something uh, live with that, you know, the question is like, all right, how do you just take a camera that we have like attached to the computer and make an experience out of that where it's probably going to be sitting back, you know, if you have the computer camera up on a table somewhere, you're going to have a, a hard time being able to, um, just see right and how do you technically do that and the one thing that i didn't want to do is have us put out stuff that just looked like it was just lame you know like uh good job guys way to just try you know like awkwardly show this and i'm just gonna hey like no right but but michael michael seigen has such a technical wizard mind you know and he has um, some great cameras, and he just has a good mind for OBS. The whole process tying. before it, before this, yeah, um, mm-hmm. it was kind of cool because me and him have been working through the music program here at St. Greg's. Um, I help with the the it's called Ascent 101, but it's the kid praise and worship thing. Um, I've been helping with that with Michael, and we've been kind of practicing the YouTube live since January. What's the month before December? wow (laughs) maybe december and um through doing that i've gotten like much better at understanding this and it was (laughs) when i say it was like really rudimental i mean the first video that we did had an hour and 15 minutes of no audio like (laughs) like nothing and it's been a process to kind of get to where we are um and that moment where I drove into St. Greg's, he was one of the first people I saw. And I told him this idea. And he's like, I was thinking the same thing. And kind of scary how our brains just kind of started going. Um, <laughs> so, like, he he is the brainchild behind all this, which is, like, awesome. And it's almost like we were preparing for this happening without knowing that this was going to happen. Yeah. And, and since then, I mean, really, we've we've adapted and learned and kind of tightened down the the production quality of, all right, well, now we technically have it. So how do we use the the tools that we have and then make the most out of yeah. them? You know, like, like just for an example, we're using Ecamm Live right now, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a, you know, it's a test of a, a new technology, but it is actually super helpful. You know, like Nicole can sit there and tap on one of these comments and then bring that up on the screen. So just like, bloop, and then it can pop up. And and, and that's kind of a cool thing when we're doing like a thing like Coffee Talk, where we're doing some interviews. And this is a good test run because I want to start a podcast through the ministry to really kind of target. I mean, anyone can tune into it, but especially for the young adults on the go, I think podcasts are more in the young adult realm than certainly middle school or even high school. There's some high schoolers that listen yeah, to podcasts. Yeah, but... interesting point is like here at St. Greg's, we have so many different types of people that we serve because even between you and I, we're, we're split between three separate age groups. 
and each age group has their own needs and the way they get to things. I'm actually going to broadcast what Teresa said because it's super interesting. She said um, it's different if you don't have the kids to, in person to feed off of. So like for middle school, that's super true because a lot of what we do in middle school in EDGE is, <laughs> if anyone's ever been to EDGE, it's nuts, but that's because the middle schoolers are crazy and you kind of have to go off of their personality and like how they are. And when you're doing a YouTube live, there's no kids there, so you can't feed off of them. But that's why like the live chat is super powerful. Um, and then high school is very unique as well. And even young adults, super unique when it comes to something like this. Right. And, and it is so important. It's kind of like you hear the same thing with public speakers and comedians. I mean, you feed off of the energy and the crowd, right? And when you get charged up with middle school or high school, any of the events, you know, you feed off of the response that people are kind of giving you. So, I mean, you can go in and you can just give a talk. Like I could probably jump on here just solo and give a talk, but there's something about jumping in to a crowd and then responding to their response mm -hmm. to it, you know? And so that kind of amps you up. It gives a little, little edge to your presentation, right? And you put a little more energy into it and you feed off of the energy. And when you're, when you're live with people, um, it does have a much different feel. And then you have to try to replicate that being in front of a camera where, where you have no idea who is watching or maybe you do depending on who's in the chat or, or whatnot. But, you know, like last week I gave uh, the reflection for the, the parish, right? So I jumped up and you go right onto the ambo. There's nobody around, you know, you're, you're like, it, I don't even know if I'm live right now or if someone's listening, but you jump in there and you have to pretend like there is a crowd, even though you don't see them and you have to deliver it in a way that you would normally give it, you know, yeah. and in the back of my mind is like, well, I could just be talking to oh, wow. space right now, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm not good of just sitting there and, um, talking to myself, let alone giving a talk to myself. Okay. I, I almost never go through talks on my own. Me either. <laughs> I think it's yeah. in the nature of like youth ministers to like feed off of their, their crowd, I guess you could say, because we're so used to being around people and with kids that we're just so used to interacting like physically in person with kids that this whole frontier of like doing, doing everything digitally is I know when we first did it, it was really weird, like um, getting used to the fact that I didn't have 50 middle schoolers in front of me at edge was like probably one of the weirdest things I've ever done. Uh, and then like going back and watching myself, I was like, do I really, am I that weird? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of like, okay, so that's what I act like. But you, cause but you never like go back and think about what you act like. Cause you're just so used to being in front of the kids and like doing your thing. Um, and really mm -hmm. never age group you're part of. Right. And I think that's one of the things that surprising when you, like, I haven't gone back to really watch our life teens. I haven't really gone back to watch anything. Oh my because gosh, you should. They're when, funny. <laughs> because, you know, we, I went back to watch the dad jokes. Oh, it was you know, glorious. Ani and I watched, after I got back from life teen, you Ani and I sat and, uh, you know, I, I showed her the dad jokes, you know. You looks back. You looks back. But um, I, I didn't watch the rest of it. You know, I'm like, I, don't, I can't stand to sit here and watch myself. Right? 
I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. I can't watch myself. Well, a lot so I give of why you I watch cool. myself is well, in the beginning was one to check the quality because in the initial stages of us doing this, it was very like hit and miss with stuff. We didn't know settings. We were figuring out camera angles. We were figuring out audio settings. Like when I, when I tell you, we started like from the bottom. <laughs> like we had no idea. Um, and so we had to kind of start from the beginning and I, and I would watch to see the quality and I mean, it's still weird watching yourself, not going to lie, but it's kind of nice to see like where we started to now, which is cool. Mm -hmm. It's all true. It's all true. Maddie said something super duper cool. I don't know if it's because I'm going to show, oh, I hit the button. Ah. Okay. She says, honestly, being able to ease, to easily come on the YouTube and get to know, um, YouTube better and also all of the priests better has been so awesome. I, I think that's actually a really cool thing about YouTube Live is that like more and more people are seeing what we do in ministry because um, mm. people don't fully understand what youth ministry is. And I actually at the last Fiat kind of talked about this fun fact during the talk. Um, and I totally get it. I get why like youth ministry is kind of like ambiguous. Like people aren't super sure like what it is um, because it's not a super known career choice <laughs> or like what youth ministry um, youth ministers do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, it was like when I first, I'll always kind of come back to this, but remember when I first got started, you know, people ask me like, Adam, what, what do you guys even do over there? You know, it's like, and there's always the comment of, do you just eat pizza and play games? I know that's what youth ministry does. And it's like, um, yeah, that's what we do. And, and there is a part of that. I mean, the visible side of what people see of youth ministry is kids running around on a field mm -hmm. or some sort of promo video where kids are like just doing something awesome and fun. Uh, but there is so much more to what it means to being a youth minister, yeah. you know, and, and those are the, the spots that people don't see. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time and preparation and prayer. Yeah. Uh, well, actually prayer first, then preparation. Yeah. Um, where you you really have to hit the books you have to do a lot of stuff because you're wearing a lot of hats it's not like you're just an accountant no i don't want to say that because accountants do a lot everyone does every career has their depth you know but broadly we have to wear a lot of different hats you know we have to we have to we have to know our stuff when it comes to theology and faith mm -hmm. we have to know how to use technology we have to know how to organize structure, how to train. We have to know how to communicate. We have, like there, There's a lot of things that you have to know how to do. You have to be um, good at various different aspects. Like you got to be a super well-rounded person to be a youth minister. It's not just, well, are you good at the theology? Do you know the faith? Great. You got it. It's so much more. Like I remember when I, I mean, I've been here four years now. And when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. Thanks, Adam, for helping me through it. Um, but hey, we're all in it. Right? We're all in it together. You don't. All of this together. You don't realize everything that goes into youth ministry unless you are like in youth ministry, and I, and I feel like nothing really prepares you. You can hear people say this every day of your life and like watch it, but there's so many layers to being a youth minister and and with everything happening now i never thought that i'd be like a youtuber for like for real i'm becoming a youtuber 
and oh, sorry, I'm shaking the table. I'm getting like excited. Um, and but like that's now another hat that I have to wear that I never thought I'd have to wear. Yeah, and and you never stop growing because I think if as a as a youth minister you were just to stop and be complacent. Um, all, then instantly your ministry is dead. Mm-hmm. You no, know, you always have to be pouring into it and you have to let various skill, like you have to learn a lot, right? You, you're not going to go into it just thinking that you are just uh, like, eh, I got it. You know, you have to really dump in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I just pulled up, for example, on my weekly planning session here, um, I started listing affinities for the ministry, like things that I that I know, you know, or that I have to be able to kind of pour into. And, um, you know, I've got everything here from theology and evangelization to media and promotions, event planning, public speaking, leadership, team business and budget, hospitality. And like, these are the types of things that you really have to pour into. And then you've got bullets under those of things that you really kind of have to grow. What's that? Those are things people don't see. Yeah. Like they, they just, they don't see those behind the scene things that go into it. Mm-hmm. But not that they should, you know, yeah. and you guys are getting like the insights, like inside shop, you know, what the inside talk, you know, For real. <laughs> and, um, but, but we're not out here to just broadcast that all the time. But like, guys, look at my leadership skills. I'm just so skilled at being a leader. Isn't it just like awesome? Oh. I'm just so good. Oh, God. That's not. Man, you guys should really thank me for taking that training course. You know, wow. Conflict resolution oh. and pastoral advocacy. Oh my gosh, you guys are so blessed to have me. You know, like that's that's not what. No, <laughs> we don't do that. You know, we're, we're out there, and relational ministry is what we are and do. You know, mm-hmm. and um, all the other stuff is under the hood, yeah. right? It's like nobody sits there and you know checks out. Well, actually, I can't say that. It's probably a bad example. If you have a Corvette, people are checking under the hood. Most people are checking under the hood if you got a Corvette, but. Uh, well, whatever, you know what I mean? Most people aren't like digging in. Um, well, I this. You know, like, it just perspective is like, I know both of us don't have a degree in theology. And most people, when you think of a youth minister, you think, oh, they need to have a degree in theology in order to be a youth minister. But like, I know for me, I came from a field of education. I have three degrees in teaching. <laughs> like it doesn't, it's not, I'm going for theology right now after four years of doing this, but um, a lot of times other fields can really help youth ministry. I I know how to, I'm going to say manage or handle, but how I can like manage 50 middle schoolers is the classroom management classes that I took in school or like like the way I've learned how to teach kids the, the, the theology and the knowledge of the church is because I went to school for teaching and I know how developmentally, psychology, things like that, how that all works, which has really helped me. Um, and I know that you have entrepreneurship and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that has played strongly into my, um, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I do and, and we both have gifts and talents and we, we have to lean into those gifts and talents. Um, and, you know, for the theological side, maybe this could be a good segue into the, um, you know, the learning aspect. Like, how do we keep fresh? How do we know 
that our theology is good if we don't have the degrees in it. And, you know, that's the, the biggest question when it comes to this, because there, there's a lot of theology out there that's kind of wacky, right? And and you want to be able to make sure as a responsible um, minister is that what you're doing is is making sure that you're being true to Catholic teaching, you know, and Christ teaching. Yeah. And um, so you want to be able to first ingest good material. You know, you want to know who is actually doing it well and where can you where can you learn more of, you know, and you take that lead from the priests, you take that lead from what the catechism said. I mean, the catechism is really top notch. Is, I mean, that's the <laughs> that's the meat and potatoes of our faith right there. So you, you dive into that, you dive into scripture and um, and you just start ingesting uh-huh. stuff. I mean, I've got four certifications in ministry and theology um, that you constantly have to keep learning on, you know, yeah. and you keep reading, you keep reading and you keep doing all of that. So your learning never ends yeah. in it. A big piece of like being a youth minister is like when we prepare for our like events or youth nights and things like that, um, it takes a lot of preparation. It's not just like, let me slap together this edge night and we'll see how it goes. Like, no, you have to, you have to research the material that you're teaching. Cause like you said, Adam, like you have to make sure that you are teaching theology correct. Cause you could, if you, you don't want to make it up. Like I know that's oh, not no, crazy. No. Like you do not want to make it up. <laughs> oh, no, oh, um, no, no. And so when you're planning, you know, a youth night, a retreat, whatever, you have to go and look at scripture. You have to look at the catechism. Um, we're blessed enough to be part of life team. And they send us incredible materials that like shows you exactly, um, where to find the information that you're researching, which is really awesome. Um, and even, you know, as you are going through it, you find supplemental books and things like that, that back up what you're learning. Um, so it requires a lot of research. I know for me growing up, I didn't come back to the church till I was like 16. And so I didn't get a lot of good catechesis growing up just because I wasn't an active participant in the faith. And so through JREV, which is the youth group that was here, which is now Life Teen, I learned most of my like things about the Catholic Church. Like, for example, number one, I used learned what the hypostatic union was. It blew my mind, and I will not forget that. Um, so, just being involved in ministry and things like that has really helped me grow in my understanding. And even deciding to go for a degree in theology, I cannot tell you how much I've learned in three months of being in school. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, and you know, early in my um, my days in youth ministry, when I was just a core member, I was in a, wow, I must've just been maybe a year or two into being a core member. You know, I was probably 17 or 18 <clears throat> at the time. I was probably eh, 18 or 19. But w- when I first started doing that, you know, you, you start learning how to give talks. You start learning how to lead small groups. You go for trainings on this, that, and the other thing. And you know that your trainers are always good at, you know, giving you tools to research. But I remember one of the first talks I gave was on transubstantiation and I did not know what that was. And here I am supposed to give a, supposed to give a talk about that. And I was like, oh. it, it was the worst talk that I have ever given in my entire life because I was up there for 15 minutes sweating over the fact that I couldn't even say the word transubstantiation. I was like, yeah, the trans and I, here I am in front of a, a, a crowd of kids and I couldn't, I couldn't say it. I couldn't do it. And I, I, I didn't have a grasp on what it was. 
Um, and then afterwards, you know, our, the youth minister comes up. He's like, yeah, yeah, we got it. We should probably teach you this stuff. Right? <laughs> you know, but honestly, and, um, sometimes you have to do absolutely horrendous talks to realize, wow, I should have looked that up. I have done yeah. so, like, as a core member, I was horrible. <laughs> Like, and I was just doing middle school, like, and, uh, I, you learn real fast. Uh, Maddie has a really great question. If we want to, yeah, that about that. yeah, pop that up there. So she says, so I was supposed to do Virtus training, but it was canceled due to the pandemic. Um, what tips do you guys have to be a good advocate and friend to kids who may have been through difficult situations? Nice question. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, there's a big difference between being like a core member or a leader and then being a friend. You know, there's a huge difference between that because when you are a friend, you know, then you're a peer to them and then you're hanging out and you're doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's no lines that are drawn, you know. Um, but when you are a core member, when you're a leader of kids, all of a sudden there is a clear line that's involved, right? And and there's no passing between those lines. So when you are an adult and you're in a leader, two kids, um, first you wanna be a good advocate for safe environment, you know, and that's making sure that the environment set is sound, that you are, um, that you have other people around and that you are engaging in a healthy relationship with them um, and in leading them them well, right? So, and by leading them well, means that there's people that are accountable or that you're accountable to that are a part of that conversation, you know, that you're within earshot, that the environment's safe, that there's other adults around. You always want that to be the case. Um, and maybe a follow-up to that on being an advocate you know, that that doesn't mean that your relationship is uh, not fruitful, right? Because you you still put, we call it relational ministry, where you're, you're building a relationship that reflects Christ's relationship. And so your relationship should always lead that person back to Christ and not to yourself, right? Um, and there's going to be times when you're just, you can be friendly in that you can, you can certainly, um, you know, talk about other things than just Jesus, right? It doesn't have to be like, well, it's great to see you again. How's your Jesus time? You know, uh, I mean, you can, you can shoot the breeze. You can have cav casual conversation too. You know, it doesn't have to just be that. Uh, but at the end of the day, is it pointing to Christ or is it pointing to yourself? And, and that's the difference between being an adult and then being a peer, you know. Um, and, that, and it's not saying that even as being a peer that, you couldn't do that too, but um, specifically as an adult, two kids, um, you don't want it to be pointing back at you. Yeah, that's like another hat that, you know, as a youth minister, like even as a core member, because even core members do a hundred things, um, is that we have to kind of wear is, I know at least for me, because when I started as a youth minister, I was only 20. So I was like quite young when I started. Um, and it was kind of easy for the high schoolers to look at me. I mean, I know I was with middle school, but like I still obviously help with high school. Like I don't just disappear when they graduate. But for some of the kids to look at me as like a peer, and I had to be very careful as to be like, no, I'm your mentor. It's different between a friendship and a mentorship. Um, and in that mentorship relationship, you're going to have to say things and you're going to have to act in ways that you don't do with friendships. 
Um, you know, there's a lot, there was times when kids would be in like crisis situations and things like that, that as like in a mentor position, you have to step up and you have to help take care of them in a way that a friend wouldn't necessarily do. Um, and you have to, again, like Adam is saying, reflect the Jesus off of you. Um, and you have to mentor them through the situation. So you have to, one of the biggest things is like boundaries are super duper important. Um, you just have to be really careful about how much you're sharing about yourself and just how you're interacting with this person. Really establish, I don't say rules, but establish boundaries for like how this relationship is going to go. Um, things like that. I don't know. Like for me, I don't text kids for middle school it's weird but like if i text a kid i don't get rid of the the text message i keep it all or i tell them to message me on instagram through the saint greg's youth page like so we can keep track of what's going on it's super important that you be a role model and a mentor to the kids in a way that they can kind of look to you um different than their parent because we're not their parent either and we're not their teacher we're kind of in this really unique role where we kind of are guiding them through life yeah. Yeah, and that I mean that really hits it right on on the head there. Um, and especially with keeping track of conversations, you know, setting boundaries is obviously really important. Um, you know, we we don't message really after nine. There's the occasional emergency emergency that you know we have to respond to and and we do. But if it's something that can wait until the morning. It waits till the morning. You know that that's okay. There's no late night messages. There's there's nothing like that. It's keeping things within context, and you, you certainly want to keep um, access to records. You know, especially in today's environment within the church. You know, it's it's better to be um, safe, and you've got all of your information. You have all the records for everything. So if there's ever any this that or the other thing going on it can be seen, right? It, and you, you want things to be on the up and you want to be accountable to people. And so as a leader, you're also accountable to the people um, who are above you, right? So whether it's your youth minister, whether it's your priest, um, you want them to have access of your conversations too. And, and, th and that's a good thing, you know, so this way, yeah. you know, light is the name of the game, right? Light needs to be on everything. Nothing needs to be done in the dark. Um, and the flip side of that too is you become prepared as a as a sheepdog as well. So this way you also get to see um, the environment that's around you with other adults. And when you see something that's out of line, then you're more prepared to respond, right? And you can approach the people who are above you and say, "Hey, look, I think this is out of place. I think that this relationship looks kind of weird." Um, just as a witness, or there's someone who was hanging around out in the parking lot, you just become a lot more aware of that um, as an advocate for the youth, because you want nothing but the safest of places for youth and young adults to be able to come to. And um, and a lot of times, people just kind of get uncomfortable and they're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't say anything anyways. Eh, I don't know if that's really how I see it. Maybe I'm just seeing it wrong. Um, and then an opportunity is missed to be able to save the day, you know? And so when you go through virtues, you become more aware of those situations and you can become part of the solution in trying to have greater vision out there um, 
not just between you and somebody, but with others and others, you know? Um, so you certainly want to do that. And that's a benefit of having Vertus. You want the environment to be comfortable, basically. Um, the way that youth ministry and young adult ministry successful is that you make the environment comfortable for everyone to be there, no matter what age they are, who they are, whatever. And so everyone's interaction needs to be comfortable and appropriate, whether it's the youth minister of peer, youth minister core, 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 peer, peer, like whatever. Everyone needs to be um, like comfortable and appropriate. And that's kind of how you, and like, that's how you get them to Christ is, is you, you just make everyone comfortable. I don't, but, but while also teaching truth. Yeah, and you know, talking about comfort, um, you know, hospitality is a big thing, you know, and that's it's right in our mission, right, is to lead people to Christ using authentic holiness and radical hospitality. And hospitality, making people in a comfortable environment want to come back and feel like they're important, all of that plays well together. You know, when you're talking about safe environment, hospitality, um, faithfulness, authentic holiness, all of that comes down to having a solid, well-knit community and culture, you know, and that's um, that's something that we really strive to work on at St. Greg's is to have that welcoming community where people can come in and feel like they belong, feel like they're home. And that is that's a huge game changer for a lot of people walking in who might have been sitting on the sidelines and maybe they had a bad experience of church in the past. Maybe someone just uh, rub them the wrong way. Maybe they just were confronted by somebody. Maybe they just never had an experience with church and they just hear about things. But when they come walking in and all of a sudden you want to get to know them, right? And it's not just because they want to get to know you just like, hey, why don't we just be friends and we can just hang out? But hey, let me lead you to something that is unbelievably great, like the Lord, you know? Um, that's something that isn't being approached anywhere else in society outside of church. You know, I mean, the media is not going to give that to you. School's not going to give that to you. You know, there, there's just so much more that the church has to offer that we've been sitting kind of dormant on. And we haven't been doing hospitality well in the church of Buffalo for, for a while. Um, I think like also with, you know, everything that happened and the fact that we had to go virtual and stuff. I think a lot of why it's been successful is because of you guys and the fact that like our community has been so strong um, and that you guys want to get involved in our YouTube lives and things like that. It's been actually really awesome to see how many kids and even young adults when you guys, when you did the AMP thing um, have watched and have been part of the community and like, yeah, it's totally different to not have you guys here. But to still have people participating shows that they still feel welcome and that there's the hospitality still happening without physically being in the building and that the community is pretty strong. It's true. And Nicole, what's the time check there? How long have we been streaming we're for? We're like 40 minutes. You said you wanted like half an hour to 45, right? Yeah, so it's probably a good time to kind of wrap things up. Um, okay. So... 
I don't see. Yeah, questions. this is this is fun. I love talking shop like this, and we actually have conversations like this all the time in the office. So you guys get to see a little. <laughs> Me and Adam brainstorm ball. all the time. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> But it's a good thing, you know, I mean, we, we should always be keeping fresh, you know, and um, I think the worst thing that we could ever do is just be complacent, you know, and there's definitely times when um, I think the church gets complacent and who wants to be a part of that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's simply just another miracle of the spirit that the church is even around today for <laughs> the failings of the church you know hey, I'm just no, it's like that. come on let's do this we can do this and people are like okay i guess we'll just keep doing what we've been doing you know and um and that's that's not that's not a fruit of the spirit at all i mean you can tell when the spirit's moving and there's life yeah. right he's the the lord the giver of life yeah. you know and when you just when you just try to live out in the holy spirit uh, when you just invite him in and just let him do, like let him just guide you and you take and you just listen, and you say, yes, then the fruits of your labor begin to multiply. Yeah. Right. And um, we, we certainly pray that often in our own prayers, yeah. you know, that we are just simply here to respond to the, the Lord's promptings. Um, We've got Teresa here. Are you going to continue with eAmped? Yes. And we will be back on next Tuesday. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So we're going to keep doing, I mean, Edge, Life Teen, Amped, Praise and Worship, Coffee Talks, mm -hmm. Rosary, Holy Hours. These are all the things that we're going to continue to do. And as this moves on, um, we might throw other things into the mix too. Right now, I feel like we're we're, we're running pretty full steam, but um, you know we will certainly be keeping up with all of these. And um, you know, like with Edge and Life Teen, you know, those are the things that are going to um, just keep going even past what we have had as a end line for the year. You know, because the first week of May is the last week of yeah. our spring season, yeah. you know, and then we would take a little break and then we would head off into our summer yep. events, you know, but that wouldn't happen until about June. So we take May to kind of catch up. We do house cleaning, we do some planning, yeah. you know, it's kind of a way to kind of catch up on the year. And then we would go into it, but we're going to continue doing this until we're back in action. Um, yeah, we're gonna and, going. you know, I mean, this summer, I'm going to take a little downtime myself. I've got some vacation time I'm going to burn through. Um, but we'll be back and doing live events and stuff. Um, uh, Mary Florence said something cool before we get to mm. She says, what a good way to still stay really active in your faith while stuck at home. That's our hope, Mary Florence. That's why we do all this, because we want you guys to stay active. And we want you to stay part of the community in whatever way we can offer digitally <laughs> and remotely we're hoping that we can continue to serve you guys middle school high school young adult like everybody yeah and to answer your question there um but you know like what's a good way yeah obviously plugging into the stuff that we're doing but uh it's not just about what we're doing as well like of course we love having you jump in but if you're you're thinking all right you know i kind of want a little bit more i mean jumping into scripture is an awesome thing to do i mean just Getting in, and I'm always learning about scripture myself. You'll never 
be like, ah, ah, you know, I think I've had enough scripture. I think I'm all right. You know, um, the more that you dig into it, I mean, it really is just a bottomless well. And so jump into scripture, just spend a little time, even day by day, either going through the gospels or pick uh, one of your favorite books and just, just read little bits here. Um, you know, maybe a couple of verses during the day, maybe just a chapter, um, but daily, you know, even picking up a reflective um, app or a little booklet could be a big help. Um, and then there's also great content on Formed. I mean, I think people kind of just get glossy-eyed when I start talking about Formed, but there's some really good spiritual things on Formed, like just great quality series and lectures and just Bible set, all sorts of things that you can find right on. And they're so well produced, you know, um, like the, the, uh, the wild goose series is an unbelievable series awesome. that everyone should watch. We were watching it with the young adults. Um, you know, people I talked to are just like fired up about that whole thing. So those are some good ways that you could probably still be active in your faith. Um, and obviously you just want to pray to make that a part of your daily regimen. Yeah. So Adam, we're at 45. So okay, we let's probably skadoodle out of here. Uh, yeah, so thanks guys uh, for joining. And oh, we got another. Oh, hold on. Kristen's before we go. Kristen says yeah. I've started reading scripture more, and it's amazing how much you can learn from it, and more specifically how a lot of Paul's letters can relate to the world today. True. Oh. True. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to go because we're kind of past the time and I got to get to the holy hour. So <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. Adam, thanks for hanging out. I'm caught. Wait, this way. Caught. Wait, this way. Here. Here. Coffee talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for just talking shop with everyone. You guys got a little inside of what we do. Yeah. And thank you guys for for just jumping in and, and being a part of the community, you know? Um, I mean, if we wouldn't be here without you guys. So, for real. <laughs> um, so thank you. And, and honestly, I mean, you guys are, are just the church of tomorrow. You're the church of right now, you know? So know that you are part of the church and that it's not just a, Oh, Adam and Nicole work for the church. So they're the church or the priests are the church. You guys are the church, you know, like you are the church. So, um, so thank you. We'll keep joining us. And, and mm -hmm. um, little reminder, so we don't have youth group Thursday and Sunday because it's Holy Week. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have praise and worship tonight. So tonight's like the only thing until ne uh, next week. So thir but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there's going to be a lot on YouTube Live. So just go there <laughs> at the parish page, um, St. Greg's Williamsville, and you'll see like everything. Just literally everything's going to be on there. I should just mm -hmm. live here the next like three days, four days, whatever. Um, but just jump on there for Holy Week and we're going to have everything on there. Yep. Hey, guys, have a great Triduum. Have a great Easter. Celebrate with your family. Dingus Day is on Monday. So grab some pierogies, some kielbasa, throw on some polka music. It's going to be awesome. Do a little polka dance. It's going to be awesome. Okay, guys. Uh, see you tonight at Praise and Worship. You want to close this in prayer? Me? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we thank you so much for the gift of technology, and we thank you for um, bringing the community together, even through a computer screen. 
Um, we just thank you for the gift of life and we thank you for just everything that we have even through this crazy pandemic and we just pray for those who are currently dealing with the coronavirus, um, whether they have it or the healthcare workers who are helping, um, we just pray that you continue to keep this community strong and bless us during this Easter season. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Peace out. All right, finish.